You know what faith means. You know what despondency means. But I'll just yeah. tell some of you who don't. It's a state of low spirits caused by the loss of hope or courage. Don't you know that the music should be solemn? This is Theo Rossi. This is Kim Coates. And this is Theory. You're no good. You're no good. You're no good. Hey, bud. How you doing, bud? Man, you are no good on that Mayans episode. Oh, my God. Did you see that show, Theo? You were no good to that guy in the hospital. I've never acted before in my life. Let me tell you something. I was sitting in bed. Did you you watch it? Of course I did. It's super late for me. No, right? I know you I'm, I'm one eye open at 10, 10 o'clock. You're like, and, <laughs> and I said to Meg, it was 10, 16. And I go, oh, shit. Woo! I go, oh, Mayans. We got to watch it, right? Went in, put it on. And they, they shoot in that same haze, right? Like that bluish haze, like that green haze that Suns had, but maybe a little even more, right? And when you see you coming down that, obviously, you know, right away, right? Coming down the hallway. Did you know I was a meme and I told you? Right? Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, it's the big Double the hair, girl. the wig, the wig that I wear. Yeah, and and again, I and it's it's just me personally. I have no idea what's going on in the show, so no. I have no idea. I don't know what anybody's talking about. I don't know no. whatever, and it doesn't matter, right? Um, it was fucking wild to see. I can't imagine. I know it's wild for you to play, but as someone as someone on the outside, let me tell you something. As someone on the outside. It was fucking wild to see. It was like a, it was like I was in some kind of weird trip of like weirdness, and oh, I was yeah. like, I was like, is he Tig again? What's happening? What's it, was, going- it was so wild, right? I mean, I didn't watch it live, but I'd seen it already. And my Twitter and shit was, I mean, it it had just it crashed. I couldn't keep up. I couldn't even try to keep up. FX and Emilio and everybody was just shooting all this fucking love and. The peeps out there who knew Tig Traeger from 08 to 2014, they pretty much lost their bazooka balls. They just couldn't, they couldn't quite get over it. One guy goes, is that Kim Coates cosplaying Tig or is that really Tig playing what, like what's going on? What's going on? That's how I felt when I watched it because I was like, it, and it was, here's why it was done so well. I don't know what's going on in the show. Yeah. Let me just say this. It was two polar opposite scenes. So one was yeah, man. funny, funny, aggressive Tig, right? The the one we loved, the one we came to know, the the you know the 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 belly full of bleach Tig, <laughs> and then we got the reflective with Older the old warriors old. with Emilio. Come yes. on, the only problem I said is your hair was whooping in that scene. <laughs> you couldn't so get funny. a break can't with that you. wind. Can I tell you now? We went to, to, that was the first scene that I shot. The hospital scene was like four days later, which I thought they would do the exact opposite. So I, me and Amelia, we show up, I'm riding in. So fun. All that, you know, we did our lines and brother, brother, and all that's cool. But go to set, Theo, I'm not joking. It was LA River. Okay. All the trains and the helicopters and the cops and the dogs and the beautiful homeless and whatever else we got going on down there. It's full fucking gear. And the other minds are shooting there. So there's a lot of cops, a lot of security guys. And I pull up and Elgin James is there and he goes, hi, you know, big hugs, all that. And he goes, so listen, Coatsy, I'm thinking of shooting it like here. 
And I went, wait, there? Like my my hair was that the hair guy came in and he went, there's no point, is there? I said, nope, there's no point. It was, it was whipping. wild. It was whipping. There was no, the continuity on that hair was zero. And of course, Emilio, our brother Emilio, he took more mud glue. Oh, yeah. Put down that freaking flop frog. No, he hair. uses gorilla glue. He turned me on to gorilla glue. It's basically like spackle, right? It like he's putting on it. <laughs> yeah. Like you have to get that off with some type of chemical adhesive. Like at night. it does not, his hair doesn't move. It didn't move. Oh, it's like Batman putting on his helmet. Like it literally yeah. is just like, it just sucks on where yours was going. Like, the, you know, one of those things they put outside the car dealerships. Yeah, no, sure. It was one of those guys. Yeah. One of those colorful things that to buy a car, that's what your hair looked like. And they were doing the scene and I kept going, we're rehearsing. I go, what Emilio? What can't hear you? Like, can't hear you. I can't hear you. Hey, bro, 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 what, what, bro, bro? I go, Emilio, I can't, I can't respond unless I hear you. Okay, well, yeah, got you, bro, got you. But fuck, does he whisper? And, the and all wind, you want, all you want to do is go, hey guys, maybe we shoot this inside. <laughs> <laughs> we could have gone under an underpass. Oh my god! But no, Elton. I mean, it looked amazing. I think it looked amazing. It looked beautiful. It was iconic, and uh, yeah, I heard people saying it was so funny. They're like, "Me take the new enemy next season." All yeah, right. it's okay. like, hey, one step at a time, homie. So let's all <laughs> let's all just chill out. Um, it was nice to be invited back to the party, and it was, it was nice. nice that Elgin wrote for me. You know, like it wasn't just a silly scene. It was like I told him, "You have to write for me," and I thought he did a pretty great job in giving Tig that you just said it that twisted, weird, yeah. scary thing. And then this reflective, you know, moral compass of the club with Emilio calling him, you're not, you're not a bad man. You're turning into a good man. And, 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 you know, but there's something at the end of that scene where you really do think if the suns go at the mines and mines go at the suns, if they do another season, it's going to be absolute blood, bloodbath everywhere. Yeah. You mentioned Packard a lot, which is our buddy, Robert Patrick. Yeah. I, I, that I deciphered. Um, you know what it made me think? I'm so funny, right? I was laying in, I was you laying. You are very funny. Yeah, I was laying there and I was, you know, I had one of those moments and I was watching uh, the the show opened up with them at a funeral. Uh-huh. So I was watching that and, you know, 100 extras. I, how many funerals have we shot? Fucking oh my God, on Sun, so many. Right, so many. And I And I looked at Megan and I go, I don't miss that. And what I meant, what I meant in my head, and it just came out was I don't miss those days of that, that kind of scene, right? Where it's a hundred extras, you do it a thousand times. There's no dialogue no. And you're just out there roasting in the Valley and you got all this leather on. That's what, that's what I was trying to say. And she goes, you don't miss being on one of the biggest shows on the planet. <laughs> Look at Meg just giving and having, and having full blown job security and loving, and, and loving you all your that. best friends. You don't miss that. And I go, no, I meant. I meant funeral scene. I meant, but when she said that, it was so funny because it did bring me back to where I was like, man, what a fucking unique time. And then having Perlman on, right? Everybody was so excited about having Clay oh on. Oh my I God, did. was that issue, that that episode huge last week. My fucking God, huge. this week, like crazy. Crazy. And then, and then to go into 
having Ron on, right? You and I have spent a significant amount of time with Ron recently, but to have him on the show, to have everybody hear him, and then to go watch this 710 episode, which it's incredibly unique that it reminded me, it had a lot of the sun stuff in it. Meaning like it had a lot of strokes of sons in it. And I don't I think strokes not agree as in the sex in that was going on. I mean, the strokes of sons, there was a lot of like sons scenes. Yeah. That was very unique to sons. Yeah. So it definitely made me like a moment where, you know, cause I don't watch anything else that I was like, fuck man. Sons was a good show. Right. Like it was a good show. And maybe it's maybe I'm a little nostalgic because we're getting to the end of this. But I just went, fuck, that was a good show. Right. And seeing you back on and seeing whatever and the ability to write a show, whether we agreed or not, a lot of it for 11 leads, 12 leads, everybody gets some stuff. They all become iconic characters. Right. You know, everybody. Definitely everybody. Everybody. Right there's fuck even people who really weren't doing much, you know, they're like the second, you know, Oh, you were rap boy and some, fuck man. Yeah. You were, Oh yeah. Oh, I know you we can go on and on to, I mean, right. so many people, Chucky, we can go on and on and on and on. People will never forget those characters. And I'm sure there's shows like that now. I doubt it. I, yeah, I doubt it too. I just don't know that those are, you know, listen, it's like I was at I was at Home Depot yesterday, right? Buying a new rake. I'm doing this. I'm still, it's going to take me about 10 years. So you'll hear me talk about this if we ever do a reunion special. Um, it, like I'm doing that hiking trail in the front, five yeah. years, whatever, right? So I'm out there and I had to go buy a new rake and I'm, I'm in and I walk into Home Depot and it's, you and I have had so many of these, but like the guy who worked there was like, I know you. And I go, cool. And he goes, Sons of Anarchy, fuck, Luke Cage, American Skin, fuck, Juice, fuck. And he goes like, and, he, and it's like he's processing while he's walking with me to show me where the rakes are. And, sure. and he goes, fuck, man, Sons, man, fuck. And he just kept saying that. He's like, fuck, man, that show, fuck. And I'm like, this is so many years later. And while he mentioned other things with Cage, American Skin, true story, he, there was something about Sons that he was just like, he couldn't verbalize it. He was just like, Fuck, man, that show. Fuck. And it was like it brought him back to a time in his head where I think he was so engaged in like television. We've talked about this. You had to watch it every week. It was a different time. Social media hadn't taken off yet. We were just barely getting iPhones. I mean, honest to God, it was a different time. And, Do you and remember we used to remember we used to live tweet episodes, me and you? We used well, to try maybe at the very end. Yeah, at the end. I don't remember doing it early at all. No. You're the one who got me into no. this crazy fucking world. Well, I joined I joined Twitter in like 2010. Okay, well, then I was after you. You were way after because you. I was wow. living in the house in Eagle Rock. It was like 2012, oh, it was 2013. Because it was just before Kyla did her very first big son's son, um, Hogs for Heart. It was, so I was 12, 13, 14, right in there. That's right, yeah. Yeah, and then I got you to live tweet a thing, and we were talking about that. And again, it was like the infancy of all that. No, I would never, I would never think to go on social media and check what people are saying about sons. Like that right. wasn't so. And so today, when you watch a show, and everybody does it, you binge. You you're able to binge. You watch ten shows in a weekend, and it's over. Sons of Anarchy, you had to go every Tuesday. Then you had to wait six months, 
before the next one started. Think about that. No wonder it was such an impressively can't forget it kind of show. And you know what I loved about it? In their bodies. And I love that people would do like two things. If they were watching it with a family member, the second the Reaper would come up at the end, they would discuss it, right? Or or if they were going to work the next day and they had a coworker that like watched it as well, yeah. they'd go, fuck, did you see what happened with Piney and fucking this? And they would do that. Or they would call somebody up and be like, did you finish? I'm watching it right no. now. Don't tell me anything. I'm not done. I got 10 minutes I left. I paused know. it. And- yeah. That doesn't happen anymore. I would never, like, I, I don't do that with anything. No. Like, I don't care. <laughs> Nobody's calling me up and being like, did you want, I'd go fuck off. I don't know. What are you talking about? That, and it's because there's so much stuff. There's so much. Can't keep up. You can't keep up. It's like when people, you know, it's like, I just really enjoyed seeing Top Gun, right? I went to see Top Gun. Oh yeah. Good for you. I really enjoyed it. A gazillion dollars. Gazillion dollars. I enjoyed it. Did Val Kilmer was he able to talk in that show or not really? Or this is prior to all that. Um, so he had gotten his voice. The theater I was at, he did a PSA before it. Uh, a video recorded PSA where he's actually talking. Wow. Because he got his voice back. Wow. Whether it be through technology or he actually got wow. it back. Wow. Um, did you watch the Val doc? No, not yet, but I, I know all about it probably one of the better documentaries I've ever seen in my life. I've heard. Um, it's a great, great, great documentary for artists, any artist to his watch. Son, right? His son did it, I think. It's absolutely fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and you also realize how great he was in so many roles. But when the point is with Top Gun, it was the first time in a while where people would be like, you see Top Gun yet? And I was like, no. Oh, you should, man, you got to go. Let's talk about it when you're done. And I was like, oh shit, I haven't heard that in a while. All right. Yeah. I'll nice. go. Like nice. people just had this kind of like thing where it impacted them. And now I understand why when I saw Top Gun uh, and I don't see, I see more movies than you, but not a lot. I see a lot of kids movies. This was truly uh, just an enjoyable ride. It would be like going on a ride at Six Flags where you just so good. Give me the popcorn. I'm not going to think about shit. I don't feel any. I'm just having fun. So good. And that's what it was. Just fun. You know, and you get your Ed Harris in there and you get like all the old bulls and and it's just fun. It's good. And so that's what I think Sons did. So this episode that we're about to uh, get into. Number, Number 10, buddy. Number 10. Um, faith, uh, faith and despondency. You know what faith means. You know what despondency means. But I'll just yeah. tell some of you who don't. It's a state of low spirits caused by the loss of hope or courage. And I would say that's pretty much where we're at right now. We just lost. What do you think? Life. It's in direct response to that title. <sighs> there's, there's no hope left. Mm. Bobby's dead. Mm. Jax is off the rails. Gemma's just completely nuts. Nero wants to live on a farm. And the one piece of hope was Abel. And now he's completely gonzo, wacko. That kid's heard it all. You want to talk about children and what they hear from their parents or what they might hear some violence going on at school. And it does affect them. There's no question about it. And the kid who played Abel was, he just gets better and better every week now. So that's what I think it means. Yeah, and he's five in it. And I kept like listening to the things going on. I was like, fuck, I got a seven and a five-year-old. And I was like, man, this, you know, what he was going through in there and what was happening. And I was like, 
what would I do? Like, what would, how do you respond if like, you know, and, and I thought that that kid who, you know, usually has a tougher gig, right. You know, he had a twin and it depends on who's on that day and this, and that, um, I thought he did it in this. And, and really at the end of the day, the whole episode kind of revolves around his emotional it, turn. It, it certainly the ending does. And you remember this, you were so good at this. I was good at it. Whenever the boys were working, as we've said, it has to be twins, whether they're babies or they're five. Yeah, have to be identical to twins because be. it's too hard. Those boys, when they came to set, certainly in this last season, we were constantly, hey, bud, how are you? Mm-hmm. Come on over. Let's read a comic book. Like we really tried to bring the norm- normalcy of life yeah. before they went, okay, action. And you know what I mean? Like we were all, Charlie was really, yeah, I don't think it. I've ever had, I always hung out with them. I always talked to their parents. I always, they That's were always crazy. around at the Winnie's and the trailers, but I did not have any scenes with them ever. Um, where I, someone like I, Gemma and them had scenes with them all the time. Right. Um, just a different, a different time. Right. What do they say? The, the old adage in Hollywood is don't work with kids and dogs. Right. Cause it'll take, it'll take forever. Right. And uh, and and we definitely weren't you there that day when Tara meets Jax at the park. She doesn't know he's coming. Oh, yeah. And I take the kid. Daddy. I did. Daddy. And Tara. That was such a beautiful. You were there that day. And I take. Yeah. They hand me the kid. Jax hands me the kid. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And that's when she had just run over my bike and Tara and I were at odds and stuff. So it opens up. What an interesting way to open up a show. So sons. Man, let me tell you something. He loved to push the fucking envelope. He liked to push it off the fucking table. Mr. Kirk Shutter. Push that fucking envelope. And he would say, How uh, much can I squeeze in before someone goes? I don't think so. Yeah. Speaking of hearing you guys say fuck on the Mayans was like, God damn, I'm glad. I mean, Weird. I wish I wish we could say that, but uh, it's kind of interesting. Glad we didn't now. We would have just said fuck the whole fucking Yeah, thing. well, Tommy would have been. Oh, fucking Chips, they would have been. <laughs> you could, he would have said fuck so much. And then I think it was also probably beneficial to Jax because of the dialect that it would have maybe hurt him because of fuck off. Fuck yeah, off. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. um, and you know, because it's said different in, uh, especially in uh, uh, Newcastle and all that, than than we use it. But point is, he used to like to push the envelope. And this opening scene is his way of saying, "I'm going to show you where everyone is at emotionally, and I'm going to do it by hitting you over the head with a hammer." <laughs> and uh, we got some ass cheeks. We got some dildos in there. We got some ass cheeks. We got some penises. We got some everything else. We got bumping and grinding. We got bumping and grinding. We got on top, on, on from behind, on the side. You just throw it all in. Yeah. And I'm going to talk about Venus and me Yep. in the last scene that we have, and then I'll explain about all three. But we can just move right over this one. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I think that this is also like – take your eyes off the people's ass cheeks for a minute and think about their eyes, right? Everybody's telling you where they are with their eyes. Some people are in ecstasy and enjoyment. Some people are in complete despondency. Some people are crying. Some people, everybody's in a different emotional state. Um, Yeah, It it ends with Jack slowly and quietly crying 
kind of like that moment. I mean, everybody seemed to need some form of comfort. All right, there you go. That's that. I think Mon- Montez and Rusty were like, hey, what the fuck? What about <laughs> us? <laughs> Are we the only ones that don't get it? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, he's emotional. Butts are everywhere. Um, okay. Uh, the Wendy, the Wendy alone, too, was a kind of nice play in there. Um, yes, okay. he had a lot of fun by herself there for a little yeah. bit. Yeah, so a lot of fun by herself. So, Jack, but it was just like she's the only one not with someone. It's really interesting Correct. the way they did it. Um, so Jackson Nero, they discuss yeah. Bobby. Yeah. Um, here we go. Nero's going to talk about this exit plan, right? We're going to get yeah, into. I mean, the- I mean, he says, you know, I'm, and Charlie, I'm not sure what Sam Kerr looks like without him. We're losing so many people now. I don't know. I don't even know what we look like anyway. And then you know, Nero wants out. He wants the farm, and Jack is slightly pissed off. He's barely moving, right? And then Jackson's girl comes out, right? She comes out, her gal, his gal. Yeah. And she's, I got a problem. Uh, I got a problem with that. But go ahead. yeah, no, I can't wait to hear it. Smart and un- unstable. Yeah, thank you. So there you go. Can I tell? Can I discuss Please. my problem? Okay. Here's my problem. And this is why I was getting bored. Um, she doesn't understand a basic task of organizing. She says, "I don't know what you mean by that." To Nero, that's part of the script. And in the next line. He says she's smart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know what that's called? Contradictory writing. Oxymorons, baby. No, she's not smart because she just said, I don't know what he said. I you filed those and papers. Go to school. Yeah. And she goes, I don't know what you're talking about. Then he says she's really smart. Okay. Then when she comes out later, he goes, thanks for doing this. And she goes, I don't really know what I'm doing. But he just said you're smart. What is it here? Right. What it what is it? Right. Make up their mind. Juggling in there. Juggling writing. And then she tries to humanize all his bad behavior. She basically is like, you're a great guy. I know we only know each other. She she actually (laughs) she actually says you're a really decent guy, Jax. And I went right away. (laughs) I'm not sure that's true. I think that is the incorrect answer. I don't think you got the right answer there. I think you should go for D, all of the above. (laughs) And all of the above is fucking clue. Turn the club into shit. And he's a murderer. And it's fucking, he's ruined his son's life. He's done this. He's not, no, you're not a good person. You can't see that he's a good person. No, it's all of the above. I like that. I like D, all of the above. So then we go to Venus and Tig together. Um, well, hang on. One more thing in there. I do want yeah. to give a shout out to Matthew St. Patrick, who played Moses. And, he and in there? he's it's coming up. I just, I, just, I just wrote him down. There was, a little, there was a little shot of him, Moses. And his name's Matthew St. Patrick, who played him. Really, really good actor. And the, the, the gal who played Winsome, Jax's gal, was in Barlavi. Do, you know, do we know her? In Bar, yeah. We know I, her. I, I don't know. I didn't have any scenes with her, but. Sure, I'm just saying. Anyway, that's that's her name. All right, we get to Tig and Venus. This is the second scene of the tenth yeah. episode, right? We end up doing three. This is number yeah. two. And uh, I got to tell you, there's no acting required for me. No, I mean when you when you go to set and Walt's got the boobs up and everywhere and the legs and shape, everything's makeup. But what you know, he, she, she, he. 
It's fucking amazing. And then when you come to set and she, you know, forgot to shave or, or looking at it in the mirror, that's called real life, man. That's just called real life. <clears throat> and you can see it in Chig's face. It's very. Well, it's, be- it's beautiful. It's beautiful. But here's why it's beautiful. Every scene is a song. Every scene is a dance. Yeah. And either the music's flowing or it's fucked up. Right. Yeah. And, and, and if it's a dance, it's either smooth Fred Astaire and Fred Astaire don't ask, you know, Ginger Rogers, how Ginger Rogers don't ask Fred Astaire where they're going. Just go. Right. Some people, when they work together, it just works. Yeah. And some people, it doesn't. Cool. So what you notice is in the cadence of when you're speaking in that scene, uh-huh. you're never worried about there's always air. They're giving mm. each other time. Mm. They're listening to each other. There's TIG is processing everything. That's a good word. Processing. What just happened? Why is this? What is this? Where do I feel? This is, should I feel this? Do I feel that? Who am I? Who's this? Who's that? And it's all here, right? The eyes never lie. We say this. It's But to complement it, Venus, she's sitting there looking. So now we're getting half the story, her story, while we're getting Tig's story. Yeah. And it's just not done all the time. And I think why it works so well is it's the actors and I'm not saying it because it's you. It's like, that's, that is such a rarity because usually people are rushing. They're not listening. They're fucking like, you know, worried about something else. And, and you're just hoping the editor can get it together. And in this, the reason we can let those scenes breathe the way they breathe. No, you just said it. There's no action required. It's just being done. And uh, Paris Barkley, Aka Charles Barkley directed this episode. (laughs) Yeah. And I do remember him just literally, and I'll, I'll really talk about it in the final scene that, that we have, Venus and myself, but he really just turned the camera on and we just went wherever we wanted. And and, and Paul Maybaugh just put the camera over here when he thought, you know, and me and Walton, that's the beauty. And you had quite a few of these. I had quite a few, less as the years went on. But when you have a twosome and, and it's just really good writing, and especially when it's a guest star like Walton, it it's really uh that's a fun and, then it, and listen, and then it works in the complicated forms of like, you know, I, I, I'm pretty honest. Like it was, it was hard with Manson sometimes, like really yeah, hard, I bet. like super hard. And the truth is like really hard. And the truth is I used it. I just went, this sucks. Let, use it. Don't get like, if you're mad about it, be mad about it as juice. That's great. You know what I'm saying? Like, like if I'm going to be mad about it, I'm going to be frustrated. Good. Because maybe if it wasn't hard, maybe I wouldn't have been able to play it that way. Yeah. Yeah. So whatever it is, you're using it. Good. Good You know, it's like, it's like, uh, you know, I remember we were doing this scene in, in New York when we were doing Luke Cage and it was, it was six degrees. We were shooting at four in the morning, six degrees. Freezing. Freezing six degrees. And, but it's supposed to be summer. And they're like, you need to chew on ice cubes because your breath keeps coming out. And I said, because it's six degrees, right? Now, you want me to act warm. 
I'm going to have a tough time, right? Because I'm fucking freezing. No, I can't. I'm wearing a t-shirt. Theo Rossi. I'm, just, I'm going to turn yeah. red. White. Yeah. Fucking Ray Notes, guys. Yeah. I Come am. I, I, but the point is, it's like you're trying in that moment to create something that is not real. Your nose is running. You're this. And sometimes you go, how do I use this? in the scene. How do I use how fucking angry I am in six degrees and use it? So um, it's a, it's an amazing scene, but we'll get to the ending, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, okay. So Jem is with the boys. Apparently Thomas has scratched Abel. We'll come down that story. And I, and I just wrote, the poor kid can't get a break. I mean, can't. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, even Thomas is scratching Abel now. Like, you can't get a break, that kid. And then we're back at the cabin with this storyline. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about it. Stumpy and Red would show up. I don't want to talk about it. How long has this storyline been going on? I don't want to do it. I think 18 episodes now. It started at the end of season three. It's continued on. And they've been in the same. I'll find. But how many times? How many times can you be in that cabin room? And like literally they go, can we leave? No. And to think she hasn't gone back on the smack is just a miracle. I almost went back on. The I smack. almost went back was, on the smack. I've never like, been on it. If I'm gonna see one more fucking scene, I'm gonna go on the smack for the 18th it, time. And it's I've the never done same it. thing with the same people. It's literally Montez fucking right. Rusty, and it's like, can we leave? No, no, I love no. it. And they they go to them. Got to hold tight. How about we don't even shoot the scene? How about that? We know where everybody is. Let's move on. Courtney and Abel have a little talk. Yeah. Uh, She asked about the scratch. Um, Sure. Yeah. He's going to tell us something. And then we go to Jack's talking to Manson in prison. Talking about. um, Those are rough scenes, man. Those are rough scenes. Um, Tully and Jack's. But uh, they are the way they're on. Um, Sure. No, but, but expound on it. You don't have to, you know, just expound a little bit on it. You know, I just had this talk. I was talking to these guys over at a studio and there's a lot of fucking really good actors out there that aren't working. And there's a lot of really good actors that train, that fucking act, that do the whole thing. And I guess the one thing that I will say that bothers me sometimes is when you, when you're, you're shoehorning things in to kind of get a rise. Right. And it's like, Manson was fine. I got no problems with Eminem. He's, you know, he was always fine to me. He was always good to me and, and whatever. But at the same time, there are like fucking really good actors out there that could knock this shit out of that fucking role. Right. And really just bring it. So it's like, sometimes as an actor, I sit on the outside and I go, Oh man, I could see that that's a harder one to shoot, right? I can just tell what's ADR. I can tell that there's certain lines that are hard and I can tell this and that. And I don't think the audience ever notices it. I think they, they just go, I, they don't. And I think that, I think that an audience rarely sees bad acting, but they surely know good acting. Right. Like, well, I that's think- right. And I, and I gotta, I just gotta say that I, I go back to the very first day that we all read the, the, the first script of the final season. Everybody was there. Langraff was there. They all showed up. It was our final season. And I'll never forget Manson showing up 
and walking around every to everybody, yeah. tapping him on the back. Tapping, I thought, what is he the new lead this season? Like, yeah, is he going to be in every show? A lot of them. Like Marilyn, Man- is he going to be in every fucking show? And like, I worked with him more than anyone. I worked with him more. Literally, well, I you, you, you and Charlie, I think, were the only ones that yeah. did. Yeah, I had the most scenes, which me and Charlie definitely had the most scenes with him. And and again, I I don't. It's not. It's great. So let's just. Sorry, but let's. Yeah, I just want to say the problem is, is that you know when you get in there, you want to try things, you want to have fun, you don't want to worry. Does someone know? Are they going to be able to at least say the lines? Because now you're you're past the point of having fun. Yeah. You're at you're in survival mode. And now that you pointed that out, I'm curious because I couldn't tell with Jax. Is Jax just down all the time because of the way his life's gone? Is Jax just down all the time because <clears throat> just lost Bobby and everything's fucked up and fucked up? Or is Jax down because he couldn't really do what he wanted to do, perhaps in that scene? Perhaps. It, it, it almost looked like he, he didn't give up. Charlie never gives up. No. But it almost looked like he was kind of over i don't know it's it's hard right so it's, it's, hard. it's it, well, let's leave it as a perhaps um so now marx's hit squad uh moses and them you know uh he tells tyler he needs to prove his loyalty so talk about being in a pickle jar with some extra fucking brine he's yeah. in the pickle jar yeah and uh he's in a bad position because every time he thinks like all right yeah we'll just meet you there or oh figure it out they're like nope you're coming with us. So this is where I have to do a little suspension of disbelief. And again, I'll notice at the end of the episode that this whole thing was planned. Yeah. So, so it's all planned. Hey, listen, 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 look, all I know is from when we left the last episode and Charlie Hunnam's on a bike, looking at Moses, staring at him as he's driving by Bobby's dead and staring at him. I thought to myself, oh, what did we do now to Moses? Well, this is what we're doing to Moses. And the only way we can get back at August Marks is by getting to now. Mo- and we're going to fucking kill his ass. And yeah. so Nico and T.O. take bite the bullet. And, and Tyler's going to help save the day. And he does. But he takes his time. He, they could have been killed. Nico and T.O. could have been killed. But it's a TV show. So we're just going to buy it. Okay. So let's just play it's a TV show. Yeah. Because I guess you just answered my question where they're like, the sub talk outside yeah. of this show is, hey, you two go to this bar. Yeah. Tyler's going to tell them you're at the yeah. bar. And yeah. then like in Dumb and Dumber, where he goes, what if I got shot in the face? Is what? Oh, I guess that's yeah, a change you're willing to take. Yeah. <laughs> got it. Okay, Stop cool. Sure. Um, Abel alone in the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> where are the teachers? And why is he eating on the toilet? And then he pulls a fork and it's I all. Ha- I can't. I can't watch that stuff. I can't. No, it's fucking hard. It's when so you have hard. Kids that kid do. was so good. It was so good, but it so breaks your heart. Great shots from the top looking down and to see. No, the- Charles oh. Barkley did a great job. Woo-hoo! Charles Barkley was slam dunking that yeah. shot. Yeah. That was great. Um, okay. Jackson, the crew at the house. Um, Big scene for Tig. This is a big episode. Yeah, okay, so this is a big Tig episode. Let, let, let me, let me, uh, yeah, not bad. Tig had some shit. Yeah. So let's just talk about a few things. Okay. Now, so we pull up to, you know, KKK land, you know, white nationalists and all that shit. We pull up and there's this DL, there's Chibs, there's me, Charlie. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to take some hillbillies down for sure. Here we go. And right away, I get insulted 
by one of the hillbillies. I'm sorry, we should maybe we shouldn't even use that word. Just one of the white guys who who just says one of the antagonists. One of the antagonists. I guess mm-hmm. that's the way to, to do it. So one of the antagonists says something about, you know, I'm swinging with dick now or swinging with penis now. And I love my reaction, but I'm going, how the fuck do they know anything about that? It's a really good question, by the well, way. I remember me and Tom, when, when Tommy and me read that. It just happened. Tommy, I, it just literally 10 seconds ago happened. Spent the night. What is there is like, is, is Venus got a you know a, a line out there going tell the boys uh, you know that Ch- tig is here i don't know look i never understood how they even knew that so my reaction of my laughter my my face just going whacked was what the fuck man a why are you saying that b now i'm gonna have to kill you and see how do you even know about that was it in right. chat room did yeah. somebody go on the chat room and tell yeah, them chat the room? there was no chat rooms back then all right so let's talk about this okay. now did you see what happened? Okay, so there's a big shoot 'em up now. We yep. start kicking and shooting and blah. Do you know that the antagonist boys never even fired back? No. Never even shot back. No. We just went boom, boom, kick, kick, kill, kill, boom, boom. None of them shot back. And I'm going, what? What? Yep. Why not? Why not? Just because we think we're in a bit, like we're in bed a little bit with the head antagonist white nationalist dude i don't know didn't buy any of it didn't buy any of it that's the way i feel i'm eating this bar and i gotta tell you something the reason the reason i'm eating it is because um like come on theo the whole thing's silly it was silly but it's super silly and i understand that it was all to basically say leland's going to kill eggly yeah that's right Okay. That's right. And they had to fill the space. And we had to fill the space for whatever reason. Well, let's do that. And we and need action. To, you well, got to get also, action. And also, sorry, sorry to interrupt you, but we end up going back there coming up with Moses. Correct. So maybe it helped with locations. And we, we need to establish it. We need to establish it. Where's sure. it going now and why? Sure. I get it. Fine, fine. I, I just didn't like some of the writing in there. So now T.O.'s out with the crew. Nico's out with T.O., yeah. Yep. They're, they're outside. Moses just, pulls up, and I go, all bets are off, right? Yeah, all the bets gun, are off. The guns is stripped. Nico and bi- uh, bitch. Nico and <laughs> bitch beach. Ty- <laughs> Tyler says, and Ty- <laughs> I fucking love him so much. Tyler goes, well, how about that? Like, how about that? Like, what are you guys doing here? How about that? Like, I don't know. It was great. And then... I'm going to do this episode because I don't care. No, um, no, it's, it's come on, it's the Reaper reviews. We do what we want. Who cares? Yeah, we don't care. So here's what's funny. I think that's that bar in Pas- Altadena that we used to shoot at. Um, what, what? What? We're at a bar now? Oh, the outside of it? <clears throat> yeah, the outside it of was. it. Yeah, yeah, it's across from that cemetery or whatever. Yeah, where we used a lot. Yeah, and we did. Remember Piney went in there and shot Never someone? Forget. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then okay, no, no, me and Piney went in there and we, we uh, oh fuck, oh, yeah, the yeah, oxygen yeah, yeah. thing, and oh god, we had hysterical. That was in yeah. right by, yeah, it's in Altadena. Great, yeah, it's by that big funeral of the cemetery that we used to Correct. shoot in Woodbury Road. Yeah, whenever we had the orange plackets on our bikes, yeah. 
Remember those? <clears throat> whenever you, whenever they handed you an orange placket, you're like, oh, it's cemetery huh? day. Cemetery day. Please yeah. dig. Um, so then we go to at the hospital, and I got to tell you some again. Shout out to Charles Barkley on the layup is Leland's entering on the prowl coming from the elevator. The whole entrance, the whole thing is great. It's kind of like old school. Like not only is it great, it reminded us all that we never really stripped the hospital set. It was still there. Mm. We never used it anymore. Tara's gone. Margaret's gone. We were never back there. Let's use it. That that was like a and we pulled apart the sheets and the and the curtains and yeah. we went right back there and super our, moldy it yeah. hadn't been used we a lot had of, a lot of yeah a lot of but i will say they did transform the hospital into juice's prison cell oh yeah yeah so all this part, stuff part of, it, part of it part of it part of it yeah all this stuff i did with tully was in uh the back of that hospital no you keep talking about that yeah I thought yeah. you'd be forgetting about it by now, but no, you keep talking, you keep bringing uh, it up, son. Jesus Christ. So <laughs> the boys are riding, uh, and it's speed day for you guys. You guys okay, were I'm gonna tell a story. ranking. I'm going to tell a story. I almost killed myself this day. <laughs> I wish, I wish we're going to bring this up with Charlie. If we ever get fucking hunt him on this show, we're going to bring this day up, but there was all this on the bikes, every single car. We're in Sunland, that little highway that we used all the time. We'd shut it off. Every single car in front of us was a stuntman or woman, every single one. And there was about 40 cars in front of us. And we rehearsed it one time. There was a camera on a, on a, on a, on a truck bed beside all the cars going, they're going that way with them. And then we would come blasting up in between the cars. We rehearsed it. I, I went one way. DL went one way. Charlie and Chibs in front of us, whatever. And unbeknownst to any of any of us, when we shot it, they all stopped for no reason. And I had to turn right going 30 miles an hour, maybe 35, or I was going to clip my leg on the back of a car and I missed it by that much. Shots over. I fucking get off my fucking bike. Charlie knows I'm hot. Dale didn't really see it. Chibs wasn't sure. And I lost it. And, uh, you know, Paris Barkley comes walking up and uh, I'm fucking yelling. And Paris had to apologize. And they had stunk. I don't know why they stopped. They all stopped. They thought they heard something in the walkie. And it goes to show you that I almost blew my leg right off from a, oh, I'll do my own stunts. I'll do my stunt. Yeah, sure. I'm good. I'm good to go. These are all stunt guys. No. Shit can still happen. I had a fucking angel looking out for me that day. Yeah, and you went Commander Coates like when the gun went off in your ear. And I've been there because I've been on the other side of Commander Coates. And let me tell you something. I'll never learn. I'm getting, as I get older now, I've learned. So they'll do, like my stuntman, my stunt stunt double, Iod, on Sons. He would come in. Yeah. shave Shave his head. Put the mohawk on him. He's in the makeup chair for hours. They do the tattoos. Love that guy. Love Iyad. I just talked to him. Does the whole thing. And then all of a sudden, I'd go, Iyad, enjoy the day. I got it. I got it. it. I'm doing everything. And, you know, like you're wearing it like a badge of honor. Go get a latte. I'm going to fucking do it all. And then when it comes out, you realize anybody could have did it. 
Jay Leno could have fucking did it. It didn't matter. They're not seeing you. It's just you're racing by or you're this, you're that. You didn't need to do it. No. And it probably would have looked a thousand times better if the professional did it anyway. So as I'm starting to get older, I'm going, they're not going to see me on this one. I don't know why I would even think about doing this. This is going to be a fun. Oh, I'm I'm all over. Go ahead, Biff. You want to? Yeah. Yeah. Go take it. Love it. So in that scene, I noticed the first thing I noticed, I was like, that's all of them. And they're really fucking riding. We were, we were really, really dangerous because they are whipping. We were right. Really, yeah. Really, really dangerous. And, and again, it was something again, a bunch of dudes who, you know, a lot of testosterone. We were like, you're doing it. I'm doing it. And, you know, D, I'm fucking going, you going out we're all going. And you go, okay, I guess we're all doing it. And then next thing By you know, the way, come, DL did the, did the previously on, it was his voice. I know. So keep going. And then you. you got Bobby. Remember that time Bobby went wing right off the side of the road? He was right in front of me, right on the rocks. I thought we'd Ooh. lost him. I saw Ooh. Pearl do it. I saw Bobby do it. I saw Pearl Chief was one it. of the worst ones I'd ever seen. Into the ditch. Pearl almost went into the telephone pole. Oh, he missed it by a foot. By a foot. I've never been off a bike faster in my life. And then I realized we shouldn't move them, you know, like we shouldn't even move them. Like, and then the other one with Chibs, I remember early. I wasn't there that day. Oh, uh, that was my favorite one. Here's why. Didn't you fly over the handlebars and stuff? No, this is what happened. <laughs> that one was down by the pier. That was really bad. I don't know why it happened. <laughs> that was a really bad one. That one was funny for a multitude of reasons. One, because he was fine, but he did go flying directly <laughs> over the handlebars. But no, I'm never forget about it. it now. Oh. I could laugh about it now. So we're doing the original pilot. And at this point, I think they had chibs in a costume that was like all leather, like leather top hat, (laughs) leather vest, no shirt, leather pants. Like, and he just looks like a crazy person. Just the way he loved it. Loved it. Just the way he loved it. And he was a crazy person. So I'll never forget because we had a different crew in the original pilot. No Kim Coates. No Ron. Right. Scott Glenn's on the show, the whole bit. And someone goes to Tommy and goes, hey, between takes, nobody takes the bikes. Nobody takes the bikes. And, you know, Tommy, tell him you can't do something. He'll do it even twice as hard. That's a big fuck you from him, right? So he just goes, okay. The guy walks away, you know, the props, stunts guy, whatever it is. And all of a sudden, (laughs) and he wasn't an experienced rider. No, he was terrible back then. He's gone, but his bike's really loud. And as I'm listening, I'm just curious because I'm like, fuck, that's a loud bike. And we're in the middle of this residential neighborhood. I just hear. (laughs) I'm like, I think that bike just fucking rolled down a hill. Oh, my God. (laughs) And I don't think he's okay. So I was like, I'm going to go run and try to find him. And (laughs) And he was off the bike. And the thing had fucking bent and flipped. And the guy was so mad. Our little bike wrangler. A little bike wrangler. What if it was Johnny back then? Was it little Johnny? It might have been little Johnny. He was trying to ride up the hill. He didn't know how to shift gears. He didn't know. But I heard it. And again, it reminded me so much of these. But when I see these bike chases with you guys, because I was done doing these years before that. And you're going that fast and you're, you're worried about cars and stunts and Kim Coates almost lost no, really bad day, but it turned out. All right. Cause I had a little angel looking out after me. All yes, right. you did. Okay. So, um, here Back we are. The hospital. Yeah. Answer. Yep. He's, he's turning into dirty Harry, right? Answer. 
Yeah, so tell me, again, who called him? How do you get the heads up? Well, I, I just said, let, let me say this is exactly what I said. All right, so now we see Ansa turning into Dirty Harry. He blows our dickhead away, who was really good, by the way, in the bathroom. That was great. Now, I go, how did he know what room she was in? How did Unser know he was coming? That's a lot of wasted water for California letting the shower run like that. I've got a lot of fucking. And why wasn't he wet? And why wasn't he wet? He was in the shower. Were his shoes wet? Yeah. No, nothing. Dry as dry can be. (laughs) Did he he roll his pants up? Yeah, probably. I mean, anyway, a lot of fucking issues with that scene. Anyway, he's dead. He's dead. He shot him. answering all the questions. Jari and him talking, right? Same old shit. Same same old fucking shit. Yeah. And then Jack's answer, Chibs, Tig, DL, talk. Oh, right. We had a little chat after that whole fucking kick bullshit. And Chibs has really bad news about Abel and what's going to school. Big, big talk. Oh, 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 oh. All right. Now. Me and Chibs will supposedly handle everything else. <laughs> yep. Back back to Nico and Tio handcuffed to the chairs. Yep. It's brilliant <laughs> okay. plan. So this is I, I'm, I'm that's what I said. So good plan so far for you guys. Yeah. Big punch him up like overkill. I said. Yeah. Could have um, could have easily cut his fingers off. Could could have cut his hand off his fingers could've off. Could have just sliced his throat. Yeah. Could have just played Russian roulette. Could have yeah. did Russian roulette. Could did anything. Yeah, our boys really needed some some makeup after that scene. All right, let's get back to juice. Your hand. By the way, I just want to state for the record. Sure. Terrible plan. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) For the record. How many times in seven years of this gorgeous show would we say, fuck, that was a good plan? Yeah. Or would we say terrible? (laughs) Yeah, terrible. So sure. Or or you're reading it and you just go, okay, sure. This is what we're doing. You got it. You got it. I know. Somebody, we're into that mode for sure. Somebody we're wrote somebody mode. wrote online, I guess <clears throat> it was like a Mayans fan yesterday or two days ago. I don't know. Time is irrelevant. But somebody said, um, well, I don't know why easy, you know, the main character would oh, do yeah. this. It doesn't make sense. You know, and the story doesn't make sense and it doesn't follow the story. Sons would never do that. All their stories made sense and were logical. And someone wrote, you obviously don't listen to Reaper reviews. No. <laughs> You're not listening to Theo and Cam. That's what someone they, said. They would total. That's so great. No, that is so fucking great. Someone I said, feel- listen to those two. All they do is tell yeah. you everything that doesn't yeah, make sense. That doesn't make sense. And that's okay, because there's a lot that does make sense. Correct. Okay, so where are we? Uh, Juice, you're handed an envelope. Love poems, Vaseline. Yeah. You whisper beautifully, holy shit. Holy shit. Ouch for juice. That's all I put. I went, ouch for juice. Ouch for juice. You know, the vas, the Vaseline will help, um, but ouch. Uh, so, yes. <laughs> then uh, Jax is at the school. Jax comes to the school with Gemma. This ain't good. Abel shows his arm. Yeah. He says, Grandma did the blood scars on his arm. Oh, oh. I go, oh, oh. And to that scene, now we go back to Moses. Oh, look at me. I just said this five minutes ago. He threatens to take out an eye. Yep. T.O. starts to talk. Here we go. 
And uh, Tyler's saying, we're good, right? There's some planning, conniving going on here. And I, I went, I went, Kim Coates went, I don't remember how this plays out. Like, I kind of forgot. Oh, okay. yeah, me too. Okay. And, and can I tell you something? As Please. a fan watching it, Please. I thought T.O. turned on him. And you know what I said? Good for him. He should. No. He's got no loyalty to these guys. They That's really good. Finally moved to Seattle. Get the yeah. fuck out of there. Yeah, I know. Fuck. Why? Um, if I was ready. Yeah. I mean, maybe it was juice talking, but like, you're going to take my eye. I'm not in that club. No, fuck I'm not in that club. Tell I'll tell you where they are. Come no. on. I'm out. So I, I actually believed everything that was happening, which is a good sign. Um, so Moses gets what he needs. Jack's at the table with everyone. Um, they start talking about Abel getting a, a seeing a therapist, and Chibs comes in. Here's my giant fly the plane over with the fucking banner problem with Go. this. It's all about Gemma's feelings. Are you okay? Are you okay? Gemma, like, I'm so sorry this is happening to you. Are you okay? Hold on, dickheads. This fucking kid is five years old, and you don't know if it's true or not, and we're concerned about her feelings? Fuck off. It's an amazing thing to be a writer and then a showrunner and then a showrunner writer of a huge television hit. Because you know why? You can pretty much do whatever the fuck you want. And Kurt Sutter, with all his brilliance, stuck to a storyline to the fucking bitter end of Gemma, oh, woe is me. Katie did it so well. Kurt kept writing it. It was force-fed to us. It was what it was. Jax has lost his way. Everyone's starting to die. And that's pretty much the mantra of the last four or five, six shows of Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. I'm going to try to make you feel bad for this person that is a horrible person. Yeah, And I'm going to do it with Jax, too. Yeah. But I'm going to do it more with Gemma. Yeah. And by the way, I also want you to kind of know that Abel is lying, which, by the way, is fucked up in general, that a five-year-old's even thinking of concocting a plan like this. But still, let's make it about her. I know. Never once does she say, as Gemma Teller, hey, you know what, guys? Yeah. I'm fine. Let's, let's, let's focus on him. I'm fine. Let's focus on I him. know. And honestly, she should have. That whole tough, fucking tough, generalized Gemma Teller should have talked like that. Just all stop. woe is me. If you're really all about family, stop yeah. it. No, it didn't work. Yeah. But it's still yeah. a hit, hit TV show. All right, <laughs> Moses to the to the team driving very fast to get to the cabin. Right, they're going yeah. to the cabin. They're going up there. Yeah. Here we go. No, and then Tyler rescuing our guys. Moses pulls up to uh, as I call it, white boy cabin. Yeah. And uh, guess what? It's a fucking massacre, guys. Yeah, it's a massacre. You know what a massacre is? It's a fucking massacre. Bust out the Kool Aid and the fucking Adidas. It's a massacre, and okay. everybody's and, and, getting and, killed. And everybody needs to hear this. Guess how many, like, if you really want to be a director, and I know you're going to turn into a director before me. If you really want to be a director, you know what show you never do first? Sons of fucking anarchy. Do you know why? If Charles Barkley slash Paris was not directing this episode, we'd still be there. You need to focus 
on the camera's going to look towards the motorhome. We're starting there. That's where the bullet, we're going to start there. All of it, every single thing, every, and then we're going to turn around and see us come out of the underneath on the roof, all of it, all of it, all of it. Then we'll turn around to Moses coming around the corner, around the corner. Cause if you think you're going to do a bit here, bit there, you'll there for 14 weeks. And I'm telling you what, Barkley did his fucking homework, man. Otherwise we'd still be there. And finally, when you give like an AK to fucking DL or me or Tommy, you're taking your life in your own hands. I'm Mr. Safety. You know, that's safety first. Yeah. Earplugs, earplugs, earplugs. Yeah, DL, DL wants three of them. Oh, God. Tommy wants four of them. And I'm just going, I want I, I want to be nowhere near In either one of them. Yeah. 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 At, by season in- seven, I used to say, do I, do you really need me in this? I think I'd be, I think I'd be, <laughs> who's be watching the, the bikes? Clubhouse? I would say something like, who's watching the bikes? I'll just be down there. I'll watch the bikes. Yeah. I wouldn't be here. I definitely wouldn't be here. I go. I'm definitely no. All right. And, and again, you have automatic weapons. You have a tremendous amount of people in the scene. You have explosions. You're you, make some time. Take your vacation days because you're going to be there for a couple of days. You, you're damn right. And that's why we shoot in California people because. It's usually the same weather every freaking day. It's hotter yeah. than hell, but it's the same weather. So we can do continuity stuff. No problem. No problem. No problem. Anyway. And then Rat and the, Rat and the crew show up. They got to make an LAPD joke. And then, uh, you know, T.O. makes one. And then, you know, Rat had a big episode. Shout out to Rat. Shout out to Nico Neeks. Uh, big episode for Rat. Yeah, they fucking sure did. Are they there when we rip the no, they come at the end? Of Moses? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I missed this part. So it's a massacre. He rips his eye out with his finger, like basically superhero style. I I would imagine that would be really hard to do. And then uh, you make me laugh. You make me fucking (laughs) laugh. Yeah. I don't know how Jax did that either, but he's superhuman now. Yeah. Like Iron Man. He just dug right in there and popped right out. Michael Myers literally dug in and ripped his eye out and didn't rip it out. It was still hanging on by the wall. Wow. Just like Bobby's. And, you know, and then we finally kill him. But at the end of that day, we talked about this, but this actor who played Moses, so I gave a shout out to He's so fucking good. So good. He was dying to take a picture. And I remember all of us going, well, we can't take, we're all in blood. This is the final season. What if it gets out there? That fucking photo circulated. Do you remember that? So I've seen the photo a thousand times. Um, Did that photo circulate before the episode aired? No, but it almost did. Oh, wow. FX got really high on their horse and said, wait a minute, is someone okay taking a shot? Of that wonderful actor with all the Suns guys, and we're all like, hey, hey, and his eyeballs hanging you out. Remember how but, nuts that was, by the way, at the end when we oh, couldn't take photos anymore? Oh, oh, you get fired, sued. I didn't want to take the picture. It was the most ridiculous <clears throat> thing ever. I used to take so many pictures. I have literally libraries of behind the scenes pictures. Oh, no, you first, have from the, the first four seasons, right? And then they came up with this mandate where Someone had stolen a call, a call sheet and gave it to Spoiler TV. I'll uh, never forget this. Someone had stolen a call sheet in season four. And then all of a sudden we would get, we got emails from Kurt. We got emails from the network. And we got this thing that said, no one is to ever take a picture on set. No one. No, I remember that. And I was well, like, oh, fuck. I've what been season would that have been? Season four. 
And I was chronicling like the entire experience through video and TV. And then literally even us, they'd be like, you can't take a picture. And I was like, oh, it's just us hanging out. And they're like, no, he has blood and he has a tooth missing. And 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 I was like, okay. And this is the invention of kind of social media. And this is kind of the invention of people worried about things getting out. For sure. And it was the invention of that spoiler TV site that's still up. And they would just release all these spoilers. And I guess people like spoilers. I don't know why. That sounds stupid. Oh, they just love to piss people off. Yeah. 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 So then we would be nervous, especially at the end, because if you remember that's our studio, you could kind of look in from the gates and stuff. You could see. For sure. For sure. So I do remember that photo. I have seen that photo and I can imagine he just wants to document it. You know, oh, it's he like, wants to picture of the boys, but it's not the right one to take. Anyway. Anyway. So here's, I have a question on this. So they cut his hand off. They do his eye. So apparently that's justice. Right? Yeah. Okay. Um, They've been talking it's a called, lot. It's called revenge. It's called justice. It's called you got this coming to you, buddy, for what you did to Bobby. Yeah. So we never do this on the show, but I'm going to do it quick because we're about to wrap up the episode anyway. I have a question. Go. For you. Yeah. You and I have been doing this a long time. A long, I, Me a lot longer than you, but go ahead. You a lot longer than me. 99% of things I do involve guns and violence. No, no, that's not true. Uh, a lot of them. Sure, not, not 99. Not 99. No, 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 definitely a lot less. Okay. Way now, too many less. comedies and all yeah, that yeah. shit. So, so call it 70, 70%. Sure. Okay. What is your thoughts on the, the, the correlation of violence, like the revenge stuff? And because Sons, Sons is a hyper-violent show, right? Yeah. Like now that I'm watching it, as someone who, you know, sees that and has kids and kind of looks at it and goes like, fuck, man, this is pretty violent, right? Um, and it's something we never talk about, but it's kind of like, I was watching that scene and I was watching, they were really showing them cutting the fingers off and like, you know, the stuff with the eye. And I was like, man, this is fucking violent. Right. Um, what's your thoughts on the violence that's portrayed throughout, right. In movies and in television and all that, because someone told me this recently and here's why. I said to someone when I was doing that movie with Bruce Willis, I said, um, why do they always make these similar kind of revenge taken style movies? And the producer who was Canadian said, do you know that the only movie that travels worldwide is revenge is violence? Wow. Wow. Not comedy, wow. not drama, wow. because comedy in China doesn't translate to the comedy in the U S and the U S comedy doesn't translate to the comedy right. in India. And that comedy in Italy doesn't, Blah, blah, blah. Romance, same thing, right? Romance is different in India than it is in the Middle East and is this, blah, blah, blah. But the one universal one is revenge and violence. Well, I don't know if I have the right answer, but I'm going to give you an answer because you're asking me a question. Yeah. Uh, Whether we like it or not, uh, American movies have done it better than anybody for the history of cinema. They have done it better than anyone making the violence work in a cinematic form, whether it's revenge, whether it's the Godfather, no matter what it is, no one does it better. In fact, it's such a joke that we can't even show a naked body 
I know. But, oh my God. Can we, can we ever cut off a head? Well, or can we ever chop off a take an eye out with your fingers that somehow passes the, 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 the critiques that then, then, then a, a, a beautiful love scene where you might show a part of your anatomy. Oh, can't, mm-hmm. can't do that. Can't. And I, I, I don't know what it is, bro, but I, I think the fascination with American movies from the very, very beginning has been all of it. But that revenge thing, that that Liam Neeson kind of revenge, someone was killed or or a, a father was take, taken or a, ch- a child. I don't know. They just do it right. And people freaking love it. They love to cheer at the end when the good guy wins. I don't know what else to say. After he, you know, they killed 97 people. And, yeah. and it's funny because I remember recently we were doing a movie and it was very similar where we we're doing this, you know, uh, a love scene and they were it was so much like hey we got to be careful here and watch that watch that and show that and that's a lot of ass crack and that's this and i was like oh wow this is we're really we're overthinking tuck the horse away a little bit yeah we're over we're really overthinking this and then cut to like one of the scenes in the movie is like (laughs) i know what she's gonna say like cutting someone's liver out and everybody's like that's awesome more blood more blood and i'm like Fly in the blood. What? In the blood. We want to make it more. And I'm like, but wait, the ass crack was too much. <laughs> and I and I, I've said this a million times. And I'll say it again. Every time, and your little podcast you started that I came on to join <laughs> you with, by the way, which is so freaking huge now. And Niagara Falls was so sad you couldn't be there, and we had such a good time. But honest to God, this fucking show is just so. Like I say to people, but wait a minute, wait a minute. You know it's fiction. Yeah. You know it's a television show. Love that you're into TIG. Love that you're into whatever you want to be into. Love that you can't wait for next week. But do you realize that TIG would have been in prison by the third episode of season one? Or earlier, did you say? Yeah, earlier, potentially even before the pilot. Or (laughs) earlier, even before the pilot. Yeah. He would have so, been locked up in a Siberian prison. You know, you know we got to keep it all into perspective, kids. It's a television show. All right, come on. We're almost, yeah. we're almost all right, let's go. Come on. I got a dog groomer coming in 20. That's um, right. So here we go. So um, Michael Beach, Nico show up, hugs all oh, around, back to the cabin. Wait, no, no, no. Don't forget it. We're back at the cabin. They're going home. <laughs> oh, Nick. finally. Past his wife and son. More crying and hugging, I put down. Everybody's crying, crying everybody's and hugging. hugging. They're going home. Good. We got Eggly with Unser. Yeah. Nice little scene there. Cop little love affair. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, who knows? Who knows if off scene they might have been an item? Nice little thing. And that's a nice little thing. And look at the watch, you know, black and white movie from the 30s that Dayton Kelly and Ron both starred in. Perfect. Gorgeous. I got to tell you something, too, about Eggly, Saskatoon's own, Saskatchewan, yeah. Saskatchewan famous. Uh, yeah. She's a lot of scenes where they don't let her say anything. I was like, you know, she's in the scene. Just let her talk. We just loved her. Yeah. We, 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 loved, we loved it when she came to set. Just let her talk. Just let her talk. So Tully reading to Juice while he does drugs. Um, he's that gone. Was a weird, that was a weird scene, eh? Yeah, he's gone. It's sad. It's weird. Mm. You did it well, though. Two of you did it well. It was just so weird. So, so weird. weird. I wanted to make it even weirder. I was like, how weird can we make it? I'm the one who told him to lay down. and Yeah. I made it weird. I wanted it to be even weirder. I was like, we can do it. I just wanted it to be so weird. And what I was trying to get across was like, this is not the juice you knew. No. He's gone. He's gone. 
He's so gone. let's 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 forget about him. That's He's gone. a hallowed version of yeah. that guy's gone, right? The colonics, the the you know the whole thing gone. Yeah. Um, and and not and not coming back. By the way, um, diapers on with shit ta- taped to your chest. Those days are so gone. <laughs> so gone. Freak Happy circle. Andy, Freak circle Friday is night. complete. Freak circle yeah. gone. Yeah, gone, gone. Well, you did it really well, then. Good for you. So. Um, Chibs is with the sheriff. <laughs> okay. Bit of a fourth scene, I said. Not sure. I'm not sure what's going on with the writing there, but that's fine. And then T- Chibby goes, you're a cop and I'm a criminal. I'm I'm never going to tell you everything. Yeah. Um, and then they have a little slap fest. <laughs> okay. You know, yeah. like, what? Who writes that shit? Like. Sure. You don't love me. No, I don't. But I do. But I don't. You're a fucking criminal. I'm a criminal. You're a cop. Slap. Let's have sex. Fucking rip the clothes off. Slap. Let's rip the pants off. Wait a minute. We're not done yet. Slap. Boots are off. Okay. Wow. Well, thank God. After that, we get to roll into uh, Tig and Venus and um, go for it. Okay. So so when we read the script, basically, there was three scenes that Tig and 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 uh, and and uh, fucking Walt, Kim and Walton have Venus and Tig, and Walton and I looked at each other and and we said we got to shoot them all in one day, one day. And uh, Barkley said absolutely, we'll shoot all Kim and 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 Walton in one day. And we did, we did the lovemaking thing first, then we did the you know the the scene that we talked about about facial hair and processing, processing. This scene did you here, do them in order? did you do them in order? We did. Oh, cool. in order. Yeah. Cool. And it was a 16 hour day. If you can imagine that 16 hours, fucking long day. This scene here um, at the end of the day, it was probably about two or three in the morning. They had cars sent for Walton and me because we, uh, that was it. That was it. That was really it. We didn't know there was one little pop coming up at the end of the last episode. We didn't know that was happening. We really thought this is probably going to be our last scene uh, together. So we started drinking some scotch and talked about our kids and our life and what a wild ride, wild ride. But do you know, Thea, when we finished that scene, there wasn't a dry eye in the house. Everybody's round of applause. And when this episode was about to air uh, on Suns on that Tuesday night, on Monday, Dominic Pagoni, our boy told me this, there was about 600 executives in a Fox theater type they're having a big meeting and john langraff came up to the podium he said before we start i'm going to give you a preview of what's playing tomorrow night and he said this is the kind of stuff we're trying to accomplish on fx and he shut up theater went black and they showed the scene that i'm talking about right now this wow. last scene from the beginning to the end wow and dominic said it it as no one that John Langreff is so respected as a businessman and as a, a, you know, he runs a whole studio and he's doing the best he can to do creative, creative, creative stuff. And given the creators the power to do their thing, he showed that fucking scene. People couldn't talk. People were so uh, mesmerized at what a biker and a transgender and a love affair and a what, and it put your dress on baby, put your makeup on what it was so, uh, it's just not done, right? That kind of love. That it's not done a lot. It so, surely wasn't done then. It surely wasn't done then. And so I'm pretty proud of 
of that fucking scene. And it was a long scene too. So look. yeah, and and more importantly about the scene, I think from a viewing perspective, is it had so many hills and valleys. It starts one way. Yeah. She wants to say something. Yeah. She thinks she has it all figured out. And then he comes to a realization and then she says this and then. Yeah, no, you're right. It's so to me, as you're watching it, even though it's a long scene, you can't take your eyes off it because there's twists and turns, right. That are happening. There's realization realization of who they are, right. It all, it's all happening within a scene. Take Alexander, take Traeger is finding a layer of himself that wasn't accessed. In one scene. That's great. And, that's <clears> great. <throat> and I got and I gotta tell you, uh Walton came up with this, not me, but she he said Kim, and he did it in his, in his little sweet fucking accent. You know, she said, Do you mind not rehearsing? Do you mind we just put cameras up right now? And I said, I don't mind at all. Yeah. And that is so pure. Yeah. Because we didn't know. It was super simple. She's in a chair. I enter the room. There's only one place to go. The other side of the bed. That's right. I might sit with her. I might sit on the bed. I didn't know, but it didn't matter. They put a camera on me, and they fucking put a camera on her. And we shot that fucking scene over and over and over. A couple of pops, not many. Lighting was dark. And those were real tears, man. Those were real fucking things going on in there. Real complicated little love affair, lust affair, realization of who you are affair mm. because someone else is giving you something you've never had before. So, yeah, I've gotten cool. so much better in the rehearsal thing where I never want to rehearse, right? I just want to do it. Yeah. And if it's something like that, 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 that is going to entail where I want, I want to be surprised. Yeah. I want to see what happens. Yeah. I'll, if they're like, no, we have to rehearse, right? And and then my always thing is like, but why don't you just use the stand-ins? You have everything set up. You can just, they're there. Like, just let them walk it. Yeah. But okay, if you need it, what I'll do is I'll just go blah, 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 yeah. blah. And then I'm blah, blah, blah. And then I'm here. And then blah, blah, blah. Okay, let's shoot it. See you later. Yeah. And yeah. I won't say it unless I really, in an emotional sense, if it's a big whooping expositional monologue and I need to hear it, then I like to rehearse, right? Because I just want to hear it out loud. Some things sound different than the page and this and that. So yeah, I think you create so much magic if you just go for it. And again, no harm, no foul, just film it, right? Like we treat this as a rehearsal that we're filming. You might just find something you like in it, right? Um, So that's a beautiful thing that a lot of people don't do anymore because it's become more of a technical medium um, where it's more about the shot. And mm. not about the heat and the things that are happening between the shot. Mm. Yeah. So, and, awesome. I, and I will say, and I, and I, it pretty much ends after this episode for <clears throat> taking away. But I got to say to everybody that when I heard that they were going to kill Opie and Tig in season five, and then you know they saved me and didn't want to kill me for whatever reason, uh, I I had some stuff for sure. I'm not going to complain, but I was really happy to have the TIG Venus stuff because it it gave me something to act. It gave me something to do. It gave me something rather than just shoot someone or respond or there was something going on, which is why I'm an actor anyway. And so 
I am thankful for that. I know Walton was too. All right. Let's yeah, it made on. it a three-dimensional count. It took yeah. it took it into a whole nother realm that yeah. I think that, you know, the fact that you were even trusted with it and all that is amazing. Yeah. Um, okay. Nero in the kitchen yelling at well, Nico. Yeah, Rat getting stitched up. She stands up for her man. Uh, she stands up for Rat. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, even though he was cheating on her in the beginning. Yeah. Then, uh, fucking, yeah. Nero goes to Gemma. Smoking um, pot, big talk. Been there before. Tears all over this app. There's a lot of tears in this episode. I said, been I said we've been there before. Gemma breaking down. Mm. And then there's a couple Mm. lines. I don't know why you're still here. Why you still love me, Mm. Gemma says. See, again, it's to the point of oh, woe is me, right? I mean Mm. Yeah, everybody, why are you guys here? I'm bad. Tell me I'm great. Yeah. No. (laughs) No. Fuck off. Um, okay, so then uh, we go to Wendy at Jax's, and this is a very long scene that um, goes into a lot of things. Um, Ava wakes up, right? Yeah, he walks in, tells him about Wendy, talks to dad, they hug it out. I did think there was going to be a moment of I Jax too. hooking up. I did think that. I kitchen uh, at the T, the T line. I was like, it's I did down. too. Didn't happen. When she sets the tea down, he's going to rub her hand a little yeah. bit. I thought it was all going to happen, but yeah, nope. didn't happen. So they Wendy's got me crying. on that Everyone's one. so good in there. Drea's killing it. So good. So good. And then they, uh, they Jax goes to Abel's room. Yeah. And there's the big reveal. There it is. Were, was there any other show, Theo, in the history of Shodom? That ends on such cliffhangers. No. Than ours. No. I don't. I think if you think about we, this is the 89, the 89th show. We have three to go. I'll bet you if you fucking went over all those 89 shows, man, there's how a, many cliffhangers there were. Oh, that were this so one. Good. This one had people throwing their shoes at the TV. Oh my God! Did they ever? Yeah, the st- the able the taking of able the there's so, I mean there's so many right you know the juice hanging and like there's so many but like this one the, the obviously the tarot dying oh no it doesn't matter we can go on there's hunt there's, there, there, there's more there's more right. than there's not there's oh, more than there's shit. not but this one is oh, like shit oh shit is that why he killed my mommy. Is that why she killed my mommy or whatever he says? Fuck. Is that why she killed my mommy? Talking about grandma. So I don't know what happens. I didn't know that. Not was a clue. Happening. No, I have no idea what's happening. We have three episodes left. We got to get Jax on. Um, we got to do. Uh, uh, yeah. And. Um, hey, listen, Rosie face. Good to see your face. I'm yeah. getting on a plane. I'm getting on a plane. Go I for it. You. Have fun, uh, travel safe. I love you. Uh, I love you more. Awesome work on the Mayans. Awesome work in this episode. Love to the girls. Are we? You too. Are we doing a little Reaper review? Welcome now. Oh fuck yeah, 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 yeah. Can we do so that real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's can, do. Can that. I'll send you a new invitation. We'll yeah, hang up. Let's do that. You. All right, goodbye, love you, buddy. Love you, bud. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. You know the deal. Theory Pod, hashtag Theory Pod, capital T H E O, small R Y, capital P O D. If we're talking Reaper reviews, it's the hashtag Reaper reviews with the double R. 
go everywhere where the where this podcast is available and go subscribe and follow Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeart, wherever. And uh, and then if you want to see the videos, go on to YouTube and subscribe to the page. We got some cool stuff coming. Um, like I always say, this life goes by in a blink. So stay up, stay awake, keep being the example. Um, and let's keep making a difference. All right. All right. Hey, yo. Shout out to my crew, the theory team. The team. Okay. Starting with my incredible editor, Caroline Kawash, to the incredible design skills of Caesar Arvello, to the other designer slash web slash everything, Justin Tordella. Go look them up. Go follow them. Go thank them. They're an incredible team, and I wouldn't be even remotely able to do a second of this without them. So shout out to the entire Theory team, uh, or as we say in New York, big up. Um, Incredible people, incredible humans, and I'm fortunate and proud to have them.